What is up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome into the Bucket Tables Podcast. Live. Special edition. Retirement edition, sadly. Second retirement edition ever. We did the Bruce Arians retirement live when he retired. Last year, J.C. Allen joined us of Pewter Report to go over B.A.'s retirement. And now we are faced... With another Bucks legend retiring, one who we expect to join alongside B.A. in the Ring of Honor here very, very shortly. Tom Brady, ladies and gentlemen, retires today, and we're going to get into that. Our favorite Brady moments, and really this episode's dedicated to Tom Brady and the Buccaneers offensive coordinator search and how that might look now that Tom Brady is gone, and we're riding we're riding uh, with Stunna. Stunna's co-piling in today. Katz is out of the building. So, Stunna, how the hell you doing, brother? And uh, what's your take on all this uh, Tom Brady retirement? Is it for real this time? I do think so. And we lost Stunna. We'll see if we could get him back here shortly. Uh, he's he, he's having some internet problems. He just texted me technical difficulties on his end. So when we get Stunna back, uh, it seems like we might have had him back. We'll see. Stunna, can you hear me? Stun? Yeah, we'll see if we could get Stun in here sooner than later. But nonetheless, we're here with Bucketeers. I, I think we might have him now. Stun? Hey, what's up, buddy? How we doing, brother? Before we roll the intro, just wanted to get your quick thoughts on Brady before we really dive into it. Briefly, in a couple seconds, what are uh, how you feeling right now? What's your mood? Uh, this man done hooked us up in retire. You know, even in retirement, he hooked us up because if he would have signed somewhere else, that would have that would have really destroyed our cap and our ability to have a winning season this year. So even in retirement, he's helped us out. Brady's a hero in the Tampa area. The greatest area of Buccaneer history is the during the Brady era. He definitely belongs in the ring of honor. I'm with you on that. And we're going to get into that and so much more here shortly on the Bucketeers after we roll the intro. But ladies and gentlemen, breaking news once again. We're going to talk about it for the duration of the episode. Tom Brady, as Stunna alluded to, should be in the ring of honor in short order and short notice, has officially retired Crazy stuff here. We'll be right back on the Bucketeers. It's our last episode with our old intro. Get used to it before we start the new season, the new year. We'll be back in a flash on the Bucketeers. Stay with us. I know you're nervous for the Rams, but you got to be a little enthusiastic after being there. Bro, that, that game atmosphere was ridiculous. The energy, the electricity, that place was rocking anyone was there. And a lot of the, a lot of the uh, Super Bucks fans were there, too. The Tampa Tones. We are joined by Lee Goon tonight, uh, host of the Pat and Aaron Show of WDAE 
Uh, Ed Donovan. Ed Donovan. And it sounds like Stunna is bumbling a little bit. Gonna put him on mute for a second until that gets a little cleared. But we're joined by. It Pat looks Donovan. like Stunna is hanging out with Cheech and Chong in a car with the windows up or something over there. <laughs> it does look like you got a little. No, my my uh, camera's broke. Welcome back to the Bucketeers, ladies and gentlemen, as we had breaking news today. Our beloved Tom Brady has retired. He's faded off into the sunset for now. On the football field, at least, we're going to get him in a broadcast booth here soon. We're going to get him on Fox as he already has a 10-year deal lined up for a lot, a lot of money. It's Tampa Tones here alongside Stunna until eh, about 6.20 Eastern time or so. We'll be with you guys talking about Tom Brady, the offensive coordinator, search, and so much more. Real quick here, I want to go over some Tom Brady stats from his three years at the Buck. One Super Bowl ring, two NFC championships in 2020 through 40 touchdowns, 2021 through 43 touchdowns, 2022, 25 touchdowns. Then in 2020 and 2021, only 12 interceptions a pop. This year, nine interceptions only. Truly incredible career he's had with the Buccaneers. In short notice, three years, it went by so quick. But man, it was so beloved. And our great co-host, Katz, who can't join us tonight, said he's eternally grateful those are her, his lasting words for the great Tom Brady who's also by the way had six rushing touchdowns as a member of the Buccaneers as well so Stunna just a lot of passing production six touchdowns on the ground the true goat brother the true goat and he will be missed greatly yeah if he didn't break all of Jameis's records he should have and uh, he just brought greatness to our area because, unlike Jameis, he won championships every year in Tampa. He's definitely a legend. I definitely am grateful for him coming here. The Tampa Bay Buccaneer fans owe him everything. And all these haters that try to blame our season on him are, are really, uh, we like to say they don't know football and give the man his due. He's a legend in all-time Buccaneer history and all-time Tampa area history. And I hope that he comes back with his, uh, you know, his uh, media gig and, and tours the area again. And everyone can let really let him know how grateful we are for what he did for us. Yeah, I think he's going to be tremendous in the booth, first of all. A football guy like that, with his knowledge, with his capabilities, he's going to be phenomenal we've seen Peyton Manning what he does on Monday Night Football we've seen what Tony Romo does these former quarterbacks really bring it to the announce booth and I think Tom Brady will just do that I think Tampa needs to shower him with love show him love I've seen some people on Twitter trying to be haters of this man saying it's about time he's gone what the hell do you mean it's about time he's gone do you know what this franchise what we were before Tom Brady, well, before Bruce Arians got here and started changing the culture. But ultimately, until Tom Brady led us to those four playoff victories in 2020. Do you guys know how pathetic we were for so long? I'm tired of seeing half-assed Bucks fans, uh, Tom Brady didn't do my, uh, I- I'm tired of it. 
And even last year, he had 25 touchdowns, nine interceptions, 4,000 yards, set the completions record in NFL history, set the passing attempts record in NFL history, had no run game, lost his starting center for the year before the year started. His right guard went to another team in free agency for the money. Left guard got hurt before the year started. Backup alignment Aaron Stinney got hurt before the year even started. I'm sorry, our starting left guard didn't get hurt. He retired Ali Marpet. But the point is valid. Tom Brady had so much uphill battles and still had a pretty productive year. Stun, I just don't get some of the hate that this man gets on Twitter. Uh, we like to say they're casuals. We like to say they don't know ball. But it, it, it is quite sad. And, and a lot of them are just, you know, Twitter is a kind of a troll breeding ground. So sometimes people on there are just trolling. Or sometimes they really don't know what they're what they're talking about. Bucks fans know the greatness this man brought to us. Two division titles. How many did Tony Dungy have? You mentioned four uh, playoff victories. How many did John Gruden have? Obviously, the greatest stare in Buccaneer history. Real Bucks fans get it. Casuals can walk the plank. The Bucks have 11 playoff wins in career history. Four of those came in the 2020 Super Bowl year with Tom Brady. One came after. So Brady's accountable for five of our 11 career postseason wins. And Stunna, I don't know if you've seen it earlier. We were talking about it in the group chat a little bit. But Jeff Darlington said uh, his choice was Tampa Bay or retire. And that's something that myself, yourself, and the Bucketeers have been a proponent of preaching since about November now when these rumors started kicking in. We all really believed it was going to be Bucks or retire at 46. Well, going to be 46, I didn't really believe the San Fran rumors. He's so gung-ho about family, he wouldn't move that far away from his kids. Same with Vegas. And if he wanted to get away from inept coaching, he wouldn't go to Vegas with Josh McDaniels. I don't care how good of buddies they are. At the end of the day, the Bucks still made the most sense in the NFC and it was right by his kids, or retirement, obviously, as he has a lot of money waiting for him in the broadcast booth. So, Stunna, we were pretty dead dead uh, on about that, or at least I was from about November now. Yeah, I, I thought the 49ers was a real possibility, um, you know, being that, uh, you know, they're, they're, they got a good roster, and it would be an easy uh, uh, plug-and-play type of situation for him. Plus, he grew up a 49er fan. So I thought that might be a possibility. Um, or Miami, which is closer to his home now. So I felt those two were possibilities. But again, you hear the man. He loved the Bucks. Tom Brady loved the Bucks more than some of these so-called fake fans. So, uh, again, Ring of Honor, definitely. The man is a legend, and we're just so lucky that he chose us, and we're lucky he played here in the city by the bay of Tampa, Florida. And I don't know if they're going to put him back up or whatnot, but I was listening to the Pat and Aaron show this morning on WDAE Tampa Sports Radio, and they were talking a little bit about how this happened a couple days ago, actually. And again, Brady didn't let the Bucks know he was retiring until this morning, allegedly. But a couple of days ago, the Buccaneers did remove – the cruise nest, the part-time bleachers and scaffolds in the top uh, end zone, in the one corner of the end zone. Again, that was a new look for many of us this year when we made our way to Raymond James Stadium. As Bucko the Bruce, he can't make it 
tonight as well, another great co-host of ours, but he says, thanks, Goat. So that's Katz and Bucko. Katz saying, I'm eternally grateful. Bucko saying, thanks, Goat. But uh, Stana, they did remove those bleachers, the part-time bleachers they put up last year. They did it before Brady let him know retirement. So my question to you is this. Do you think those bleachers will be down forever now that Brady's gone? Do you think uh, they were going to put him back up no matter what, and they're just coming down for events such as Monster Jam and so forth? Because I heard from a Raymond James employee that those did take a while to put up. Those did take a while to bring down. So do you think that now they're down, they'll forever stay down, or do you think the Bucks are still going to trot them out there without Brady? Uh, I think they're down for the Buccaneer season. They might come back up if we host the national championship at Super Bowl again. Other than that, I don't see it. Um, I, th- I see the bus going back to our low 45,000 fans that always show up. And then the stadium will be packed when the uh, up north teams uh, play us because it's, they look at it like a vacation, vacation in Florida and go watch your team play. And I've heard like people from Baltimore, for example, say it's cheaper to fly to Tampa, get a hotel and a, and a ticket and go to the game here than it is to watch the game at their own home city. Mm. So, um, you know, we're always going to be a spot for the away teams to try to invade our stadium. It is what it is. We're Florida. People want to come to Florida. You know, it's, I don't think Cleveland has those issues. But, um, no, the temporary stands were packed and it did make a difference. And it was aesthetic too. You I mean, having all those people in the end zone really made the standing kind of look bigger, but, uh, I don't think it's sustainable. And, and, you know, we, we don't sell out our upper deck enough in the three hundreds. So, uh, I don't see him coming back unless it's either, you know, I, I can't see him coming back unless it's a Super Bowl, uh, NFC championship, maybe or a national championship bowl game. Maybe a big game, or maybe if I, I know we're not going to, so don't take my words and be like, oh, Tone said this, but if we somehow landed a big-time quarterback, maybe they'll be back then is what you're saying. Uh, yeah, but who's a big-time quarterback? Uh, you got Aaron Rodgers. Lamar Jackson. Again, yeah, it's, Lamar not, Jackson. it's not Maybe. realistic. I, I'm just yeah, saying. It's not. And other than those two, you don't really see any uh, uh, college, right? It really wouldn't matter. They would have to develop, you know, even if we had the number one overall pick next year, for example, and we got, and we drafted some Heisman Trophy winner, there's no guarantee that that's going to translate to ticket sales, as we have seen here in Tampa with both Jameis Winston and Vinny Testaverde. Mm-hmm. So uh, there's no guarantee. You know, uh, the college draft – I mean, you can be smart about it and make some good selections, but it's always a crapshoot. You're rolling the dice on every pick. That's why I'm, a, I'm on team trade down. Trade down, get more picks, and fill the, fill the need with multiple players at high-value picks in the second and third round, okay? And that's how you build your roster, in my opinion. But, uh, and, and, you know, we're going to have plenty of draft talk, of course, with the Bucketeer Nation. They always want to talk draft with us. But, um, no, I just, uh, I don't see us being a hot spot like we were with Brady, man. Brady, <laughs> it was kind of like when we first started winning with Dungey and there was a tick- season ticket waiting list. And the tickets were very expensive. 
And it was kind of like uh, going to the game was more than just going to a football game. It was kind of like you had to be there. You weren't nobody. You know what I'm saying? Type of thing. Mm-hmm. Brady kind of brought back that Hollywood type pizzazz to the team that we hadn't really had since the Dungy early Dun- early 2000s Dungy era. Um, or really, I should say late 90s, 97, 98, 99, 2000. Well, probably 97, 98, 99, honestly. But um, yeah, man, I don't see him going up. I don't really see the ticket sales busting off. I really don't see uh, selling out a whole lot of games unless it's, uh, you know, I think we have the NFC North next year. And mm-hmm. those those teams will always sell out because those teams will always want to come to Florida. You know, even uh, even their their summers are kind of cold compared to what we have here. I mean, shoot, it was 80 degrees outside in January, uh, February today, actually. So, you know, that's a vacation spot. It's the only, Florida's the only place like that. We're the only tropical type of uh, environment in the United States other than like Hawaii. So, uh, you know, it's, it's very unique. Um, it's, you know, and it's a vacation, man. People love Florida. People come here. We, you and I, we plan our vacation time around our, our travel schedule around our Buccaneers as well. So we know what that's like. It's just that, you know, when you leave in Florida, it's like, dang, why? Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, we'll, we'll see it, it, it'll, it, it'll, you know, see is believing. And, uh, if I see it, I'll believe it, but it's just true. Tampa Bucks fans hate to say it, a very transient, very fickle fan base. Uh, they they come and go. You know, they'll show up on Monday night football, man. Monday night football around there is an event, so it'll be packed on that. But Sunday at one o'clock in the in the in the eighty-eight, ninety degree heat, those are usually the times that you find the real fans and, and the uh the fake phonies don't really come to those type of games. And I'm sure I don't even have to ask, but this doesn't affect you, you and your brother's season ticket holders, correct? No, nah, we read, we read up, you know, we're going to be there. It's that's a family affair type of thing. You know, we're family and we're Bucks fans. So we're always going to go to the game. It's the time to spend together. Um, and I encourage anybody in the Tampa area to support your team. Get, 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 get individual tickets. If you don't want to get season tickets. But go to one game a year, you know, find that game you want to be at and be there. Uh, you can get $50 tickets in the in the 300 section. There's not a bad seat in that stadium. All right. You sit in the 300s, you still can see the whole game. You're still part of the atmosphere. You still feel the energy. Okay. You still feel the emotions. You're still, you know, there, there's not, it, 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 some people say, I can, I can sit home and watch it, right? Mm-hmm. Sitting home and watching it does not give you the, that that rush, those endorphins that you feel being part of the inside the stadium or being part of the crowd. It's it's really and you and I were at the Buffalo game. You know what it's you know you you know the energy that was going on in that stadium the whole game, and it's 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 really a unique situation and it's really a unique thing when you when you see your sports team live. That's so why I recommend everybody and anybody to go and do that. So we got Mike chiming in, our regular, our big man, our number one fan. Mike is here with a couple comments. He says, thank you, Tom, for a great ride, Super Bowl champions. And he says, so now who is our QB lifesaver? Then he re uh, regurgitates a little bit and says, so now what? Who is our QB lifesaver? Gabbert, Trask, we in trouble 
QB wise. I think I have a way I want to go about this, but Stunna, I'm interested to hear your thoughts and opinion first. If you had to make a bet right now, let's say you're a betting guy, even if you're not, let's say you had $50 in your pocket to pick one guy who will be on the roster starting at quarterback next season for this team, who would you bet that $50 on? Oh, man. Yeah, you better not ask me that because you're going to lose your money. Um, you know, I don't have a clue. I know what I would do. Um, I would get Munkin in here, and I would draft that Georgia quarterback late or maybe the Tennessee quarterback because he's coming Stutson off. Of Stutson Bennett or Hunden Hooker? Correct, correct. And I let them compete with Mr. Trask, who's already on the roster. And I wouldn't bring in a uh, – what they say, Blaine Gabbert. Blaine, how old is Blaine? He's He's got to be in his 30s. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, I would start fresh. I would start anew. I would start with the youth movement. I would bring in uh, somebody like uh, Munkin, who uh, is familiar with the Georgia quarterback. And um, that's I, – I have said and um, have uh, told anybody that will listen – that I like Matt LaFleur also because he comes from that San Francisco system that's a very quarterback-friendly system. And so the quarterback-friendly system, uh, you know. Is you mean Mike LaFleur, right? Build, build the team, build the defense, play buck ball, take the ball out of the quarterback's hands and make him make, you know, 15 to 20 good throws a game. And, and that's how you win football, honestly, so. That's that's what I would do. I, we don't know what Todd Bowles going to do because you know sometimes he don't. You know, to me it seems like he uh, needs you know a lot of help with his game plan, and I, I think he was limited by his staff this year. So it's it's going to be uh, it's very curious this year to see if he can build a staff that he has a repertoire with, and that they can uh, move the needle and, and do what needs to be done. Yeah, and. Uh... We'll see what happens in the coming days, but or in the coming weeks, coming months, see who's quarterback for this team. I guess if I had to put money down right now, a $50 bill, eh, it's it's tough to say, but I'd probably say Kyle Trask if I had to guess. And, and my answer on him is two things. One, we used a second-round pick for him, so you got to see what the kid's got. If you don't see what he's got eventually – that essentially feels like you wasted a second-round pick in the Brady era when you could have used that second-round pick on something that could have been productive and perhaps helped this team win a Super Bowl last season or make a little bit of a deeper run this year. So I want to find out what Trask has for that reason. I also want to find out what Trask has because he was a second-round quarterback. He does have potential, that means. He's now sat behind Brady and Gabbert and Bruce Arians for two seasons now to get all that knowledge and tutelage. So I'm very intrigued to see what Trask has in that aspect. So he's still a young gun. Um, he has some hopes. He has so po- some potential. I'd put my money on him. And then if he craps the bed, then you're probably going to get a really high draft pick, right? So then you'll get a Caleb Williams or Drake May the following season. So uh, that's what I would do personally. Let me jump in there real quick, Tom's. Um we don't want to crap the bed, you know, Buccaneers. We went eight and nine this year, and that's one of the winningest seasons we've had in Bucks history. So, you know, we, we used to, when I was growing up, we used to dream about going eight and eight, and we need to keep that going. We need to, we need to at least go eight and eight, all right? 
I know we barely got eight and eight this year with the coaching situation, but but maybe the defense won't quit if the offense runs the ball and keeps them off the field. And, uh, and that's where I was getting to as well. You could in in this NFC South, even if you crap the bed like the Panthers did this year, you could still compete. Seven wins could win you the division. Eight wins could win you the division. So just because you're starting Trask doesn't mean you're throwing the season away. If you crap the bed, sure, you could get a high draft pick like Carolina did this year. And at the same token, you could still compete for the division. Uh, I will say that Atlanta played very hard with an unknown roster and has the second most cap room in the NFL. So we can't assume that the division's going to look the same after this offseason. Also, they still uh, don't have a quarterback, and their head coach is still very iffy. Yeah, he, he those guys played hard for that coach, though. And uh, also, the Saints got the Broncos' first round pick, which I'm sure is pretty high. Um, and well, it's so, actually it, it's actually Miami's first round pick because it's a Bradley Chubb pick because uh, Broncos gave their first round pick for Russell Wilson. Oh well, that's well, that's a good thing for us. Um, yeah. I think Miami picks after us, or they pick right around where we do. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Trask never really he he would have been the number two quarterback if he was shining in practice. He would have he would have been dressing and and uh, and over uh, Gabbert. I know Gabbert has experience or something, but I I'm sorry if you're out there slinging if you're if you're out there slinging in a practice and you're turning heads, you're going to be the guy they want to put in the game. You know, and they're going to be the one they want to dress. So I hope that he can he can show something, but I, it's a little scary that he didn't really dress uh, in his first two years. I mean, to me, it makes sense though because you signed Gabbert because Brady wants a guy like Gabbert and Bruce Arians want a guy like Gabbert. They probably want him around to play if he needs to. And you're not going to dress three quarterbacks in modern day NFL, which some teams should look at the 49ers, but. The Bucks surely never did. Ryan Griffin only dressed once in the past handful of seasons as well. So um, although it might not look overly promising to me, I'd still like to see what he has. I mean, the last thing I want to do is trade for a mediocre veteran, give up draft capital, uh, miss out on the playoffs, and then have to overpay a guy given our cap situation. I wouldn't mind if we get a Lamar. I wouldn't mind if we get – you know, an unrealistic Rodgers. Hell, I wouldn't even mind if we brought in Geno Smith, but I don't think any of them are really realistic for us at this point, sadly. Uh, I agree. I would not trade unless it's for an upper echelon type of quarterback. We don't have uh, we don't have the room to be trading. We we need to rebuild our roster. All right, we're already facing an off season here where we're going to probably lose Avante David. So we don't need to be trading none of our picks. We need to rebuild this roster with youth. And uh, I would I would go with a bridge quarterback and free agency before I, I spent uh, some kind of crazy uh, trade. Unless it is a California kid like Lamar that uh, wants to come home. Other than that, I really couldn't see, uh, couldn't see doing that. I agree. And they're probably going to franchise tag him. He's going to get the Kirk Cousins treatment. You see what I'm saying? He's going to get two franchise tags this year and next year. He'll be a Raven for two more years. It works out for both because that means he'll end up getting paid like two years, $100 million, something around that, and then he'll be a free agent and get paid again. And then the Ravens can still have him for two more years, 
and then uh, they could get a new QB when he gets a little more banged up. But Stunna, let me ask you this. On the heels of the Brady retirement, Brady's gone now. We know him and Byron Leftwich were very close, but Leftwich is gone. The Bucks are interviewing guys, Ronald Curry, former NFL player and Saints assistant coach currently, Clint Kubiak, who is the Broncos pass game coordinator and quarterbacks coach, Giants quarterback coach Shea Tierney, Georgia's offensive coordinator and quarterbacks coach and former Bucks OC Todd Munkin, uh, Vikings wide receiver coach Keenan McCardell, Bengals quarterback coach Dan Pitcher, who just got a raise, so find it hard to believe it'll be him or Jaguars quarterbacks coach Jim Bob Cooter. Do you want to see any of these guys specifically be the offensive coordinator? And if so, or if not, who do you think has a leg up in the competition thus far? Yeah, out of the, out of the, out of the ones you mentioned, I like, um, uh, I'm a little worried about Jim Bob Cooter because the Panthers are all over him. Uh, I also like, um, I, I like Kubiak because of what his dad did. And, um, you know, he, he does have some good concepts. Uh, I like, I, I want Munkin because, uh, you know, when he was here in the Fitzmagic era, we, we really had a, an exciting offense. And I, I, I really thought that, you know, I didn't want to see him go, but I understand, you know, they, we had to fire Dirk. I mean, Dirk wasn't doing nothing with the team. And, um, uh, Keenan McCardell, man, that's a nostalgia pick for me. And uh, he knows uh, – I think he worked with Gruden. So he knows the Gruden offense, the West Coast, which is really, again, a, a friendly quarterback system where you don't have to throw the ball more than 14 yards and you horizontally stretch the defense rather than trying to vertical pass a game, which we've been doing the last three years. And, you know, we were successful at doing a vertical pass game the last three years, but that's with throwing – Tom Brady's arm out every game, throwing 60 times a game or whatever. So, uh, yeah, I, those are those are the guys that, that really stand out to me. But uh, it's it's I want somebody who can bring a whole staff in, you know, because we have a lot more to pick. And and I wonder if if, if we fired any defensive coaches. And and so uh, I, I I'm curious to see all all the coaching. Uh, that uh, took place or needs to take place. And, uh, you know, we'll see what happens. But, um, uh, yeah, I like Keenan. I like Todd Munkin is my is my number one pick. We haven't interviewed uh, the guy that left the Jets, and I thought the Jets had a pretty good offense last year, maybe not Mike this year. LaFleur. Yes. And uh, I like Mike LaFleur because he knows that 49er system, the very uh, quarterback-friendly system. And that's what we need. We need a we need a quarterback friendly system that we can uh, win with defense and uh, letting our athletes be athletes, not making our quarterback throw you know sixty yard bombs and and darts uh, you know down the sideline. A fade is a very hard pass to complete, and uh, we just got lucky that Evans and Brady are the ones out there you know making it look easy. Yeah, and. Uh... I agree with you. If I had to choose right now, it, it's hard out of those lists. Obviously, Todd Munkin stands out at me, Keenan McCardell, former Buck. But I like Clint Kubiak. He's young. He's 35. Vikings offense was actually better with him two years ago than it was last year without him. And he is Gary Kubiak, a former Super Bowl head coach as a father who we could perhaps bring on the staff as 
um, you know, a consultant or something if B.A. leaves in that sort of role. So Clint Kubiak intrigues me, especially in this era of young minds, of young football, 35 years old with a uh, Super Bowl winning coach dad. That really excites me. One name I found interesting, not really a fan of it, but I found interesting that we brought in Ronald Curry, former NFL offensive player. The Saints really haven't had much success under him, so maybe that's just to get intel. We'll see where that leads, if it leads to anything. But, uh, Stunna, before we do our one big thing and walk off, uh, last words on Brady retirement, my friend. Like I said, man, Brady gave us, you know, everything he had on the field. He was a great ambassador in our in our uh, community. You know, too bad our Tampa mayor had to pull that crap on him when he first got to town. But I'm glad that Berkeley Prep opened up their facility so he could at least work out without the idiotic uh, movements of this uh, politician. Uh, even in retirement, he didn't have to retire. He didn't have to. He 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 probably had interest and he played it. He was playing at a high level. But you know, just like Barry Sanders said, he's going to play ten yard years and hang it up. Brady said he's going to play till forty five, and he did that. So he accomplished everything he wanted to. He gave us more than we could have ever expected. And I just wish we would have done more for him down the stretch. We uh, we kind of rested on our laurels after that Super Bowl year. But that Super Bowl team lost to the Rams. And then the Rams jacked up and went and got players. We should have been like, no, we don't need to bring back our Super Bowl team. We need to bring back our Super Bowl team plus somebody that could beat the Rams. And then, the, and then last year, um, trying to go with rookies and stuff that tied in and whatnot, that we really did, we really didn't do Brady any favor. Uh, other than you know, um, number twenty nine. I mean, he was he was pretty. Uh, you know, 29 made some good plays for Brady as as a uh, as a third down back and as a catching uh, a receiving running back. But uh, we should have, um, you know, just like you said, when we drafted a quarterback in the second round, I, I'm not really impressed with too much from the 21 draft. And then last year, we did make a couple good picks, but we should have done much more. And... Um, but you live and you learn, man, and 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 uh, we can't get it back. We'll never get these years back, like we've always said on the Bucketeers podcast. Enjoy being a Bucks fan. This is the time to be a Bucks fan. And it was a great era of football in Tampa Bay history, one that we'll always remember and one that we'll miss. But now we have to deal with reality in the present and going back to these NFC South teams talking junk to us constantly. But uh, it's going to be interesting this year. Uh, we we could rebound, but, you know, it's going to come down to play design and, and uh, getting players because we're missing a lot of players, especially at the edge, especially at the defensive back, especially on the O-line. So we'll see what happens. But uh, I love Brady. I am so gr- – I'm grateful to be alive to see this. You know, my dad didn't see it. So uh, as a Bucks fan, I'm grateful to be alive to see this go down. And, um, hey, go Bucks. 
It was probably the craziest three years in Bucks history and probably will never happen again. Super Bowl, back-to-back NFC South champions. I'll never forget the day Brady did come to Tampa. Uh, it was one of those moments that didn't feel true. Colin Coward broke the news and the rest of the sports world ran with it. He had a several suitor outlet out there in 2020 free agency. He elected to come to Tampa. You know, shout out to Joe Johnson watching on Facebook, by the way. We appreciate it. But when he did come to Tampa, then, as you alluded to, Mayer put up some obstacles. He busted his ass, worked out around it. We ended up winning the Super Bowl. Then he came back. It had back-to-back good years, back-to-back NFC South championships. We really, really can't overlook what he did for this franchise, this era of football. As you said, if you're a true Bucks fan, you appreciated these three years more than any other type of Bucks fan because – we, we were so long suffering before this, the past 13, 14 years or so, that three these three years were a treat and they'll likely never be replicated again. It, it still feels surreal that Tom Brady, the best football player, the best quarterback of all time, was a Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Donna. Yeah, man, especially growing up in them creamsicle days. And like I said, with, you know, growing up in the 80s, man, everyone was, what are we going to do this year? Oh, we're going 8-8, eight and eight, you know, and that was wishful thinking to go 8-8. Eight and eight. And then we get a championship caliber quarterback. I remember uh, the JPP, when he heard we got Brady, was all excited because he knew we were going to be a championship team, which we were. We could have done more when the Rams loaded up instead of But we still were right there with the Rams. And, uh, you know, we still are back-to-back South champs and Super Bowl champs. Three years, three championships. Uh, you can't complain. And uh, we're, we're going to love these years and we're going to love these memories. And so um, it's kind of heartbreaking. But, uh, you know. We, we have our memories, and we do have the future, so we'll see what the future holds. But, um, you know, it's, 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 it's all about Jimmy's and Joe's. It's all about the players, you know. We, we got to see what we're going to do in the draft. We got to see what we're going to do in free agency. We're going to see. Yeah, um, and we got a lot. Fine. Yeah. We, we got a lot to see coming up in the near future. Draft, free agency, and so much more. But this episode, we wanted to give our thanks to Tom Brady, focus in on Tom Brady, really give him that appreciation uh, that he deserves so much. So we got a lot of pods to come in the offseason for draft, free agency, and all that good stuff. But for now, today, and for always, we appreciate you, Tampa Bay. We love you. We love everything you did for us. We're grateful you came here. We're grateful to experience the 36 months. Uh, SJ, I've never felt so much melancholy when any other athlete retired. It's just a huge loss. And, I mean, before we head out of here, one thing I'll say is this. It was kind of nice he retired last year, ripped the Band-Aid off, really got your sorrows out because this retirement felt like nothing then. So um, we were used to it. We've seen it coming a little bit. And that is about that. Stunna, as we plan on heading out of here, any last words? TV 12, man. Tampa Bay. Remember what he did. Remember him giving food to the hospital workers. You know, just <laughs> remember what he brought to us as far as making us relevant again. 
Remember all his social media presence. Just remember the greatness that he gave us. And uh, that's all we could do, brother. Remember his greatness. And we're surely going to do that. We're going to continue to carry his greatness out on the Bucketeers every episode. Uh, we're going to continue to remember Tom Brady until there is uh, no reason to anymore, which won't be anytime soon because he's a Tampa legend forever now then and forever and uh that's what tom brady is we love him we appreciate him and we can't thank him enough for these three great years he's brought to us it's been great we've been on bucks life news facebook we've been on tampa tones facebook we've been on bucketeers youtube and twitter so much more good outlets again this is the last episode for a little over a week as i'll be out and about on a cruise but when we're back, it'll be a new intro. It'll be new topics of discussion. And we're on to the 2023 season. Stunna, a lot to talk about in the coming weeks. Yeah, and, you, and uh, make sure everyone checks out that uh, Senior Bowl this weekend. And then right after Senior Bowl, I got the NFL Combine. But this is the time to get excited on my draft head. All my uh, people that like to do, uh, you know, mock drafts. It's mock draft season right now. So make sure to check out our senior ball. If you go to the senior ball, make sure to let them players know. Yeah, if, if they make it. Those of you looking out for the senior bowl, have fun. But again, this was about Brady, ladies and gentlemen. We appreciate it, Tom Brady. Everything you've done for us. Nick says thank you, Tommy Boy. You're right, Nick. Thank you, Tommy Boy. Peace out, everybody. We thank Brady. Fire the damn cannons. Again, that was a great moment for me as well when I was featured on a Bleacher Report video with Tom Brady and Gronk after their two Super Bowl touchdowns, they said, two tutty. And then I was featured in that video. So this, I know some people want to get into draft free agency, et cetera. Hold your horses. It was thanking Tom Brady. And we thank you guys for joining us talking about Tom Brady. We loved it. It was stunning Tampa Tones here on special edition of thanking Tom Brady as a part of the Bucketeers. Fire the damn cannons and let's go Bucks one more time for Tom. Let's fucking go. Rams, but you got to be a little enthusiastic after being there. Bro, that, that game atmosphere was ridiculous. Energy, electricity. That place was rocking anyone was there. And a lot of the, a lot of the uh, Super Buck fans were there, too. Uh, Tampa Tones. We are joined by Lee Goon tonight, uh, host of the Pat and Aaron show of WDAE. Uh, Ed Donovan. And it sounds like Stunna is bumbling a little bit. Going to put him on mute for a second until that gets a little cleared. But we're joined by Ben It looks Donovan. like Stunna is hanging out with Cheech and Chong in a car with the windows up or something over there. <laughs> it does look like we got a little... No, my, my uh, camera's broke. <laughs>